Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Thursday, September the 8th, 2022. My name is Stephen Cornegay, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, banshee, which means a female spirit and folklore whose appearance or wailing warns a family that one of them will soon die. Banshee. I hope everyone's enjoying their Thursday or will enjoy their Thursday. End of the work week is almost here. End of the work week is almost here. One more day. It's been one for the record books, I can tell you that. Just has, just has, just has. Uh, sun isn't really shining here in North Carolina. Uh, it's calm, but we're getting a little bit of rain. We're not getting any severe thunderstorms. Just uh, some rain. It just pops up and downpours and then goes away. And it looks like we're going to be dealing with that uh, the rest of the week and into the weekend. Temperatures are pretty mild. Uh, not mild, really. Uh, some places are getting uh, in the high 80s to the 90s but like i said that rain it is much needed it is much needed uh very calm and relaxing but more importantly uh we did have a bit of a drought this summer uh you remember those 100 degree plus days so they bought about a, a little moderate drought so this rain is taking care of all of that just is just is man and and here on the east coast you know that up in the northeast there were some uh instances earlier this week of severe thunderstorms and flooding but uh out west on the west coast california uh, i believe is california is experiencing the wildfires and the heat wave that's putting a strain on the the power grid having those rolling blackouts and then up there around uh oregon and seattle they're just having those uh, the heat wave there's a heat wave apparently on the west coast of all places 100 degree plus days, and the nights get down into the uh, 80s or 70s. Man, um, certainly not, uh, they're not used. What they're saying is that that heat wave may be, may be the worst in over 100 years. California just doesn't see heat like that. Not like heat the heat we experience here on the uh, East Coast and the South, but man, uh, yeah, those wildfires, man, they are just ravaging. Once again, the land, uh, whole towns are, are pretty near close to whole, whole towns and communities are being wiped out right before uh, those residents' eyes. Uh, I read one report that uh, Baldwin Hills uh, up in uh, in California, was that somewhere in Hollywood or, or whatever, Baldwin Hills, which is, uh, of course, a, a black community that was struck uh, a couple of years ago with the same thing and looks like they're going right back through it again, man. And if that wasn't enough, there's a hurricane that is expected to approach the shore, the Southern shores of California also. And they're, they're saying along with that heat and the, the winds from that hurricane, it's going to may fuel the wildfires. Ain't no may if that hurricane does happen somewhere along that shore or comes or comes ashore, it is going to fan those wildfires. And you're thinking, well, what about the rain? I don't think the rain is going to be keep, be able to keep up with, with the, that wind and heat because along with hurricanes comes the heat also. 
So that's that's man, California is just catching it. Why, what in the world? We certainly have had uh, a very eventful weather summer. Uh, we just have everywhere, coast to coast, top to bottom. Take your pick. We've been going through it this summer. And you know, those uh, climate change experts and theorists are uh, running amok. <laughs> Pointing fingers and telling you, see, see, I told you, I told you, I told you. Uh, nah, maybe, maybe not. But man, this is, like I said, this heat wave in California is, is they haven't seen anything like this in 100 years. And they're going through it right now. But like I said, here in North Carolina, man, a uh, uh, little overcast and rain. Man. Ooh. Well, let's uh, move along here also. Hey, the NFL season starts tonight. It's going to be the Los Angeles Rams versus the Buffalo Bills at 8 p.m. promptly. Uh, this is probably the Super Bowl everyone wanted to see last year. I know I did. I was hoping for it to be uh, uh, the Rams and Buffalo, but it wasn't, uh, what was it, the Rams and the Bengals, I believe. Eh, either way, this was a good game. But, yeah, this is the Super Bowl everybody wanted to see. This is the matchup. Let's, let's see what all the hype is about. Can't wait to check that out. Fortunately, I'll be at work, but I will get off in time to catch a little bit of it. I just will, just will, just will. Ah, uh, man, wow, sadly. And this next story, I'm really... I, I I just I don't have any words. I, I'm I'm really torn because uh, here in North Carolina, Wendell, North Carolina, to be exact, that's in Wake County. A 13 year old eighth grader committed suicide Tuesday. 18 years old committed suicide. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he committed suicide in school while school was in. So much so, it prompted school officials to uh, end the school day. Oh, man. At 13 years of age, committed suicide. The reason, bullying. Uh, bullying, uh, this this is just, uh, this is sad. This really is. Uh, of course, you know, his parents and, and relatives and, and, you know, school officials and and. and People that knew him said he was a great kid. Uh, he was always there, helpful, with a smile, willing to pitch in and help out. Um, this, Hey, we all know what bullying entails, and this is probably what made him an, he, uh, a target. Let's, let's just be honest with you, each other here. Um, and, and one thing, uh, uh, his aunt, I believe, came forward and said that she hopes she thinks that the she feels that the school system failed him, and she hopes this will put a spotlight and and maybe even put a fire up under school officials to do more about bullying when they are told about a kid being bullied. Uh, they're saying that it's quite possibly started last year, and it continued on this year. So here we are. Uh, what is this here in North Carolina? We are uh, the second week in with school, I believe. Approaching, yeah, we're approaching the end of the second week with uh, school starting and we have a case of bullying and a suicide. It must have started right when he came in. This uh, bullying, man, uh, it, it's been going on since forever and it's just not in school. People bully uh, every, 
I see it all today, all day long with grown folks and, and bullying. So it isn't just confined to kids. Hell, even when folks grow up, they continue to bully. Um, I, I can remember a quote from from uh, Mike Tyson, and, and you maybe say, "Well, that's a this is a, that's a odd person to call out doing this bullying." But Mike Tyson tells the tale of and when he was a kid, and Muhammad Ali also told the same tale. But Mike Tyson told the tale that that he was bullied as a kid. We all know that infamous story of him and, and his uh, pigeons. And he said, hey, I, I was bullied as a kid, but, uh, you know, let's not forget that those that are bullies were once bullied. And and I, I, I said to myself, I said, well, how does that work? Uh, I guess apparently if you've been bullied enough, uh, instead of not just you standing on your own too and, and standing up for yourself, Somehow, some way, there's a there's something that triggers in you. You become a bully. I I, I don't honestly know how that works. <laughs> I just don't. But I can't remember. I was bullied. I, hell, I was pretty much bullied all my way all the way through school. <laughs> I think it stopped in, in about the ninth or tenth grade when I finally said enough is enough, and, and I'm fed up with it. And and that's when the bullying stopped. I didn't turn into a bully, by the way. It, it just stopped. I just made it clear. Hey, I'm not putting up with it. I, I just did. Um, going back to what, what his aunt said about the school system failed him because they didn't do anything when they were notified that he was being bullied. It's, it's, it's extremely hard for school officials now to um, take a proactive stance against bullying in their schools. In their schools. And, and if you're saying to yourself, well, why? The, the, one of the, the main reason, or quite possibly the only reason is when these school officials, they they try to handle a situation and, and they're saying this is the this child here is the bully and this is the one being bullied. Just like I told you guys uh, a few podcasts ago with, with these referees and, and high school athletics to say they don't want to uh, referee anymore because of, of, of uh, rude kids or uh, players and the parents. It's the same thing with this, this damn bullying. These parents go up to these schools and they say, oh, it's not my child. My child wouldn't do anything like that. I dare you. You're discriminating against my child. No one's discriminating against your child. If your child's in that damn school showing their natural born and bullying other students, so much so to the point they can't learn or so much so to the point that they fathom the notion of committing suicide just to get out of it because they know they have to go to school and they have to put up with this and endure this crap every day. I would think you as a responsible adult and responsible parent would sit there and listen and hey, maybe even something would, would pop in that thimble brain you have that say, hey, wait a minute, why are these school officials telling me that my child is a bully? What in the world is my child doing in this school. Uh, when these administrators and school officials, when they get in touch with these parents of the, the child that's bullying, why is there a why is there a sudden rush to say, no, not my child, the other child's picking on? I never understood that. I, I just didn't. Uh, I was raised by a single mother who worked struggle to provide uh, whatever or what have you. But you best believe when she got a call from those teachers, she never got a call from the uh, the principals or anything. like. I never went that far. 
because she nipped that in the bud right on the spot. <laughs> but when she got a call from those teachers stating whatever I was doing in class and being rude, disruptive or whatever, you best believe she handled it. She took it for what it was, because as she would say, I got someone, a teacher calling me out of the blue, telling me you're in school showing your, you know what? And I, of course, you know, me being a kid, no, yeah, you are. That lady just didn't single you out. So maybe that's the mindset these new uh, millennial or new age parents, or however you word it or say it, need to put in their brain also. No one's singling your child out because of the color of their skin or their gender or their economic status or their uh, educational uh, status, whether it be failures or whatever. No one's singling your child out. Your child is, is in that school being a straight up menace. Handle your business as an adult and a parent and stop just making these excuses and allowing these kids to go into these schools and bully these kids to the point that they commit suicide. 13 years old in the eighth grade, in the prime of his life, but he couldn't enjoy that. He couldn't see any further down the road because he was being bullied. He was bullied so much that he committed suicide at 13 years old. Uh, I wonder what went through that child's mind. That the only thing he could fathom, the only way he could see that he could get out or quite possibly get some peace and calmness was to kill himself. That's absurd to me. Just is. Uh, I certainly understand where that, that, uh, Aunt is coming from when she says that the school failed them. Yeah, the school did fail them. Just did. Uh, hey, those school officials, their hands are tied. Because when they do uh, try to, to handle the situation, they're oftentimes shut down. And they aren't just shut down by those parents. They're shut down by those school administrators up the chain of command uh, at the school system level or county school system level because they don't want to have any backlash for parents on TV screaming and hollering at the top of their lungs that their child is being singled out because of whatever. Once again, I say I don't I, I rest assured when I say your child isn't being singled out for whatever uh, social, economic, uh, race relations. Your child is in school being a straight up menace because those school officials and those teachers see it every day. They're with your child eight hours a day while you're at work or while you're doing whatever. So they know full well what your child is doing. Your child may come home and be just as sweet as can be. But when that, the moment that school bell rings, from the moment it rings to, to let them in the school to the moment it rings to let them out, and on that school bus, quite possibly, they are a straight-up menace, and they need to be handled. You need to handle that business yourself. Stop putting the blame on these school officials and administrators because they really and truthfully can't effectively do their job because of backlash, because of being shamed because they're singling your child out. Hmm. Just sad. Just sad, man. I I, I have no words for this. When I heard this story, I, I, I was like, wow, wait a minute. What in the world is going on here? How is it that an eighth grader 
commits suicide because he is being bullied. And this is going on throughout the country. There's a lot of kids that, that have done this because they are being bullied. Um, I know everyone wants to raise their child and, and to, to uh, don't want them to go to school and, and, and be aggressive or, or, or be uh, confrontational. But at some point in time, because like I told you, I was bullied also. I was. I was bullied. Uh, pretty much like I said, up until about the ninth or 10th grade, I was bullied. And it wasn't until I, 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 first I was told, hey, don't start no fights, but you damn well better finish them. Don't stand there and let nobody be, don't be anyone's punching bag. They could talk about you all day. Yeah, you can say something back, but the moment they put their hands on you, that's a different ballgame. We'll deal with the consequences when we deal with the consequences. Defend yourself is what I was told. It's not an act of aggression. It's not you being a non-conformative. It's you defending your person, defending yourself, protecting yourself. If you know full well you're not doing anything to anyone and they're just uh, like the old, the old saying, just picking on you just because, defend yourself. You know, I could sit here and say, don't be disruptive. Uh, that That's that's not going to work because chances are that bully is being disruptive and he's already tearing that damn classroom apart with his or her nonsense. Yeah, because girls can be bullies too. They just can't. It's not just confined to one uh, gender. Girls can be bullies also. They just can't. Hell, many instances, girls are worse than boys. <laughs> they just are. Uh like I said, I know a lot of parents may not want to take that uh, that approach now in this day and age. But there's nothing wrong with you defending yourself because this is what you're going to have to do the remainder of your life into adulthood also. You're going to have to defend yourself. Uh, yeah, you could turn the other cheek and, and, and maybe you will. But at some point in time, you're going to get tired of turning that other cheek and you're going to have to stand up for yourself and say enough is enough. This is it. I'll worry about the consequences later. If you know, if they have been or or they have been going to these teachers and administrators saying, "Hey, I'm being bullied. I'm being bullied," whatever, what have you, and it, it appears that the administrators or, or school officials aren't doing anything. Yeah, you have to defend yourself. And then again, I go back and I say also, what can the school officials and administrators do? Because they will receive backlash. Trust and believe. We have all seen it all too often in the society now where you're targeting my child. Your child is a straight up damn menace. Handle your business. Certainly uh, hate to hear this about this 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 uh, 13-year-old. Uh, pray for his family. I, I know his, his mother and father, they're just, I, I, I can't even imagine what they're going through. I just can't. I just can't, man. Pray, pray for those folks, man. Um, maybe they'll find some peace, some way, somehow, out of this just tragedy. Just a tragedy. All right, let's go get it. Now, uh, I'm sure by now we all have heard, and and, and man, now that I think about it, this is another case. Man, I got a lot of doom and gloom 
<laughs> a lot of doom and gloom and what I'm talking about here today. I got to find some some pick me up somewhere. But uh, I'm sure by now we all heard of the uh, the tragic suicide of the Bed Bath and Beyond executive that jumped from his 18th floor apartment in New York over the weekend. His wife was there, and um, I guess she saw the whole thing. Now, um, if you're saying, because what one thing when it first came out, people were saying, "Oh, how tragic!" Ah, uh, that goes to show you being rich doesn't make you happy. He was sad. He was depressed. He, he was he was suicidal. Oh, poor man. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Because this came days after the announcement was made that the comp- his company, and, well, more specifically, he himself and some more investors were, um, they were getting ready to have a lawsuit. And it also came days after uh, they made the company, Bed Bath & Beyond, made the announcement that they would make layoffs and close some of its stores. Yeah, he himself and another gentleman and some more gentlemen's visit, these big-time executives. And the second gentleman was from GameStop. Now, we all remember the little GameStop uh, stock debacle a few years ago where they uh, inflated the the price of the stock by saying this and that. We're we're getting this. We're getting more money. We're getting this. People are going great. So the stocks went up, and then all of a sudden they're tanked. This is essentially what happened with Bed Bath & Beyond. Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, they were getting ready to lay some people off and there were some closures, but that was all fine and dandy. But he was in a lawsuit along with that guy from um, from GameStop. It is apparently what they do. And this is an old um, this is an old trick. What it's called is, is a pump and dump. That means you pop, you pump the stock up and then you dump it. You and the bigwigs, the, the top level investors and executives, you get your cut and you leave the rest of them scrambling around, scrambling around on the floor trying to pick up. So he was in a lawsuit with, with this guy and some more people, about three or four others, uh, for what they call a bump and dump. So apparently what they were doing, he got this guy from GameStop uh, involved because uh, this Bed Bath & Beyond executive, he took over in 2020 to help the company. And he was put in place to help the company uh, rebound because, you know, just like many brick and mortar stores within the last three, four, five, six years, we know a lot of those brick and mortar stores are struggling because of the Internet. Folks don't have to go to the store anymore. They can have it. Uh, they can order it online and have it shipped right to the door. So they don't have to go stand in the lines. They don't have to go uh, bump it up against other customers. They don't have to deal with the attitudes of the workers. They can just order online and be done with it. So that's what's happening with, with a lot of the brick and mortar stores over the past several years now. So Bed Bath & Beyond was in that also. And they at that time, before he took over, they had already closed some stores. They had already laid some people, people off. And it looks like they were going through the same thing again. So he was bought on board in 2020 to curb that, but he couldn't curb it. Maybe because he was more interested in the stocks and getting investors involved so he could inflate the appearance that Bed Bath & Beyond was doing great when it actually isn't. They're going to close more stores. They're going to lay more people off. 
So he got along with this guy, the same dude from uh, GameStop with some more investors and executives, and they uh, gave the appearance that the company was doing well. So they got some more investors to give money, put money in and raise those stock prices. That's the pump. You pump the money in, you pump up the appearance. And then at a certain uh, pre-disclosed time or whatever, what have you, you pull your money out, you pull all the rest of the top level investors and executives money out and you dump the stock. The stock takes, it drops. And the rest of the low, those low level, low level investors are scrounging around on the floor trying to pick up the change. Uh, very reminiscent of a pyramid scheme. If you know anything about pyramid schemes, you get all these people. There's one at the top and, and maybe two or three sprinkled somewhere down. Those are the ones that that you're working for and paying money to. And, and they may shoot you a little something here and there every now and again. But in the long run, when they decide that the haul, you know what, they've got their cut and then some and you have nothing. You're left holding the bag. So, yeah, apparently he was getting ready. He was he wasn't getting ready. He was already named in the lawsuit. The paperwork had been filed. That was the reason why he committed suicide. Must have been a lot of money. Must have knew he couldn't get he couldn't rebound from that. So he committed suicide, jumped from his 18th floor, uh, New York high rise apartment with his wife there. He left. He, he didn't even think about his wife. Committed suicide. Like I said, when this first came out, people were saying, oh, Lord, how horrible. Oh, man, he, he was rich. He was wealthy. He was well known. Why would he do that? It just goes to show you that being rich and wealthy doesn't mean anything if you're sad inside. That wasn't the case. This guy was a crook. <laughs> he was a crook. He was a, a hustler, swindler. I know it's wrong to speak ill of the dead, but uh, hey, it is what it is, and it's going to be what it's going to be. That appears to be just that, just what he was, a crook. Get no sorrows from me, buddy. He jammed a lot of people up. Just did. So in the end, you couldn't take it. You knew what was coming down the pipe. Committed suicide. I guess that was making it easier on yourself. But like I said, you left your wife here. Uh, I still haven't gotten a statement from her. Uh, all that was said was uh, she was at home at the time of the suicide. I, I, I oftentimes wonder uh like, like with the previous story, what goes through the, the, these people, this, these people's mind when they, when they uh, commit suicide? Well, not just like the last story, because that last story was that child being bullied so much so he couldn't see any way out of it, so he did, he committed suicide. This guy right here was a grown man, a grown ass man that was stealing money. He was a crook. He just was. He found the hustle, a con, or whatever, or what have you, however you want to say it, and he ran with it. But it ran out. Because some folks got together, and I, I hey, would he? Because if I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, well, yeah, I, I know I'm not mistaken. He had announced that he was stepping down, so he got his cut, and he was about to bail. And folks started, uh, I guess, looking and adding up, and were saying, "Wait a minute, hold up, hold up, hold up! How's this guy leaving right now? This company is this? It's in the tank." 
But how are we looking at paperwork and, and readings and findings that are saying that they have there's that there's this much or this amount of money, but when they go looking for it, they can't find it. That's a bump and dump. It just is, folks. It's a bump and dump. Mm, 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 mm. So much so, he committed suicide. He, he took the easy way out, I guess. Amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, the mindset and thought process of folks, uh, it never amazes me. Just doesn't amaze it. amazes me anymore. And no, I'm not immune to it. Uh, I just know it's there. Doesn't amaze me how some people roll through life. Then when it gets uh, tough, or then when you're found out, you're outed as to what you're doing, you commit suicide. Well, we'll see what happens with this. Well, we already know what, what is happening with this. And this guy from GameStop, uh, I wonder uh, what's going to happen with him because uh, he's now left holding the bag. He was named as as, as uh, he was named as as one that that was a top investor or top executive also. So he's left holding the bag. We'll see. We'll see. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response, and I would love to hear your voice. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Verbal, and WordPress, along with Radio Public. And as always, wherever you are streaming, hit that like and subscribe button so you can get notified when I drop these podcasts. Keep you in the loop. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.